Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. God. Can we lift our hearts to him this morning? Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. Y'all did a great job. Thank you so much. Hey, and Cooper, you were good this morning, okay? He's got a good teacher and Brother Colton. Amen. He was a little nervous doing that on a Sunday morning, but amen, he did good. So glad each and every one of you are here today. And uh, Christina, nice to have your boys with us here today. Lord bless you. Good to have Brother and Sister Smith back with us here today. Amen. And uh, a big thank you for that lovely song. Amen. Brother Long has been known. How many of you have ever listened to a CD? The, the group, their CD? There was a couple of those songs, choruses, that in the middle of preaching, correct me if I'm wrong, Brother Long, but in the middle of the service, in the middle of preaching, the Lord would give him a song, and he would go back and he would write it. 
So he's pretty spontaneous. That was definitely spontaneous. Amen. I would like uh, just a couple things before we bring uh, our speaker here. The children, I just want you, I know we're all praying. Thank you, Sister Reyes, for that great lesson this morning. Brother Jack Snyder, thank you so much for your living testimony last Wednesday night. Awesome. Powerful. And I know that we all have been praying for the peace of Jerusalem. I trust that you have. But remember, if you would, Rose, but... Remember to pray for the innocent children that are caught up in that. Would you do that? How many of you have young children this morning? But for the grace and the mercy of God, okay, you could have been born and raised in a different country. That's why it's so important to appreciate what we have and pray for our country. But pray for the innocent. There's innocent old people. There's innocent young people. They're just caught up in this situation. What would you do? So pray for them. Remember, and pray for your precious children, your family, your country. But pray for the innocent that are caught up in the ugliness of the evil that men bring upon each other without the Prince of Peace. Amen. And do remember that we're an assembly that believes that the Holy Ghost, the presence of God, Jesus Christ, take care of that this morning. He can resolve it. He can minister to your need. But you have to give that need to Him. And we believe in worship and prayer, and, but we believe that the preaching of the Word of God is the most powerful. We've asked Brother Clemson to minister the Word of the Lord to us here today. We're going to ask him to come at this time. And Praise God. Thank the Lord. It's good to have the Lord here with us. I'm glad he resurrected, aren't you? That way he's with us forever. The scripture says, and I'm going to lead with this, and uh, she could just play for just a little bit. This is the message we have heard. Uh, This is not my text, but this is, uh, I want to do something here. I want to do some spiritual some spiritual work here today. So the Lord gave me a message. I told um, Sister Parks, I got one for you. And uh, I was talking with her last Sunday. And as I stood up after we had talked a little bit, found out where she's from, she knows some of my people. And I know where she's been. And uh, Brother Sponsor's church and, and all. And I stood up and I felt the glory of the Lord around her, the presence of the Lord around her. So I prayed about it, and I believe the Lord's going to do something for you today. 
today. I didn't know you was going to be here. I said, Lord, is she going to be here? Well, here you are. And God has a special thing for you today. It's not me. It's him. Nothing to do about me. It's him. He's the one that's working. Even when you don't feel like he's working. Even when you don't see it. Even when you don't know about it. Now you're clean. Now you are clean. Thank God you're clean. You're clean as the pure snow that falls on the ground. You're clean and you're pure before God. Right now you're pure before the Lord. Praise God because he's faithful and he's just. And that blood, he paid the price. And let me tell you, if you ask and he paid the price for it, he's going to make it happen. Thank God, and I believe it happened. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Do you believe in him? Do you believe he's able to do it? I believe he's able to do it. I believe he's done it. You could be seated. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. I want to talk today. They've wired me up so I can kind of run my own show, but I may need their help. I should have bolted that. That's kind of hard to read. But I want to talk about faith that works. Faith that works. I may not be able to run this. I may rely on you guys. James said, for just as the body without the spirit is dead, also faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. So, if we believe the Lord cleansed us from our sins, and we believe that the Lord can save us, how many is expecting to go to heaven? You expecting to go to heaven? Do you believe he can do that? Do you believe that? I believe that. So if you believe that, you already have enough faith to open a, a, a blind eye through prayer. If you have that kind of faith that you believe that whether you're alive or dead, that you're going to go to heaven to be with the Lord, you already have enough faith to be healed of anything in your body. You have the faith. You have it. You don't have to go to the store to buy it. You don't have to go searching for it. You don't have to beg and plead for it. You just have to believe and thank God for it. But there's some things that we have to do. And that's what I'm going to talk about briefly. And then I want to pray for you after that. So on this version, I want to show you something. Faith without works is dead on the next slide. This is a slide of a man. The slide on the left 
is cancer in his body, the black blotches of cancer in his body. So he was diagnosed with inoperable cancer in his body. And he came to church, and they prayed for him. A simple prayer. And they called on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and asked the Lord to heal his body. Three days later, he was to go in for more tests. And he went in, and the second picture is what they took three days later. And you can see the cancer is gone. Gone. That's what faith in Jesus Christ can do. That's what the Lord can do. And you're seeing proof of it right there. They had, a week later, nine specialists come in and they couldn't explain it. They looked over the, the photos again, the x-rays, and they looked over it again. They couldn't explain why and they tested his blood, and there was no markers for cancer at all in his blood. Totally healed. You see, this is a small thing for the Lord. It's not a big thing and a hard thing for the Lord. God can help us if we'll trust him. Now, there's a difference between belief and trust. Now, I can believe God's going to do something, but it really comes down to I trust the Lord will really do it. Do I trust him? Do I trust that he's going to do it? But you see right there the work that God has done. Faith with works works. Faith with prayer works. Faith with belief and trust works. That man trusted that when he went to church and got prayed for, just a simple prayer, in the name of Jesus, nothing hard. It wasn't the people that could heal him. It was Jesus Christ that could do that. No chemo, no surgery, no radiation. Healed. That's a wonderful thing. We had a lady in the church in Mount Vernon had breast, double mass, mass breast uh, cancer. They, she was stage four. They sent her home and said, go prepare your uh, last few days at home. There's nothing we can do for you. We can't operate on you. It's grown too much. Go home. You've got at max six weeks to live. We gathered around her and prayed in the name of Jesus. We called and the assembly of the church called in the name of Jesus over her. And you know what? She's still alive today. And that's been five years, about five years ago. She's still alive. Thank God. That's faith that works. We believe God's going to do it, so we're going to pray and we're going to ask him to do it.
we're going to believe him. We're going to thank him. We're going to trust him. And we're going to believe that. My wife had broke, uh, torn a ligament. She was out walking the dog in Reno up in the mountains, and she had torn a ligament, and she had worn a boot to, to so her foot wouldn't bend. And she wore that boot for about six months. It was misery. And finally, one day, she decided that I'm going to trust God. I'm going to believe God will heal this ligament. I'm tired of wearing this boot. I'm tired of the pain. And she came down to an altar and was prayed for in the name of Jesus. And she called out in the name of Jesus. And her faith began to work through prayer and calling on the name of Jesus. And she believed. She went home, her foot still hurt. The next day, and she, she said, I believe that it's healed. I'm not accepting another answer. I refuse this pain. The next day, it hurt. Same pain. She said, I refuse this pain. I will not accept it anymore. You know, that's the stubborn side of my wife. Sometimes we need to get stubborn with some things that we have been afflicted with and things that have come at us, and we need to get stubborn with them and say, look, I've had it. I've had enough of this. I'm going to pray, and God is going to heal me. And the third day, guess what? The same pain. But after the third day, she claimed in the name of Jesus on the fourth day, the pain disappeared, and she's been fine since. And she could probably outrun you in a race. Pretty long-legged. <laughs> so why do you tell us this? I tell you that so that you can understand normal people that can use their faith. The scripture says you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed. Let me tell you what. That means you don't need a lot. You just got to use what you've got. Just believe and use it. I'm looking at people that have enough faith to make anything happen. I'm looking at you, and you've got the faith. How do you know? Okay, let's find out how we know. The scripture says, God has given to everyone that mustard seed faith, that measure of faith. Everyone has it. You just got to decide to use it. Put it to work. James chapter 2 says, the next slide, James chapter 2, what use is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone says he has faith, but he has no works, can faith save him? Well, you've got to do something. You've got to have faith, but you've got to do something to prove your faith. If a brother or sister is without clothing or in need of daily food, and one of you says, go in peace, be clothed, be warmed, be filled, but you don't give them anything to wear, they're naked, and you don't give them clothes, and they're hungry, and you don't give them something to eat, what good is that faith? You have to put faith into action. Faith and believing is action. The actual words are verbs. 
They're action words. They speak action. They call out to us that we should have action. And if one of you, uh, in the same way, faith also, it says in verse 17, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. So simple, just believing by itself is not going to do it. You have, you have to do something. I have to do something. But someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without works and I will show you my faith by my works. So, <clears throat> if I can get these pages from sticking here. James says, you believe that God is one, you do well. The demons also believe and shudder. But are you willing to acknowledge that faith without works is useless? Was our father Abraham not justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar? You see, the faith was working with his works. As a result of the works, faith was perfected. And as the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God, it was credited to him for righteousness, he was called a friend of God. You see, a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. In the same way, Rahab, the prostitute, was. there's a story in the Old Testament where the Jews were coming in the book of Judges, they were coming to, or in the book of Joshua, they were coming to the city of Jericho to conquer it. And Rahab, the prostitute, hid the spies from the Israelis and helped them to get out of the city because the, the soldiers were looking for them. But he says, was Rahab the prostitute not justified by the works also when she received the messengers and sent them out another way? For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead. So what's the point James is trying to get to across to us? We have to act out our faith. We have to do things and act and talk like our faith is in action. Believe it. Believe it. Talk like it and act like it. That's my message in a nutshell, right there. So, there's five steps to the miracle. We need to flip a slide. Five steps to using faith. The secrets of the kingdom of God come by hearing and seeing. Jesus said, to you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God. I'm giving them to you today. Jesus gave them to his disciples and to the people that would hear. He said, but for others, it's given to them in parables, which are metaphors. And so that seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Some people just aren't going to get it. Some people just won't understand because of the hardness of their heart. But if you have an open heart towards God and you believe in God, you believe that Jesus is here today. You believe that Jesus loves you and that Jesus is working and that he's walking among us and that he is the miracle worker and the healer. He will reach forth and he will do the work. Let's, let's look at a few scriptures. Jesus said, take care how you hear. In other words, 
For the one who has, more will be given, and from the one who has not, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. What he's saying is, hear the word that God speaks to you. Obey it and believe it. So when God speaks that word to you, just do it. You know, Nike, it was it Nike, I think one of the sports uh, clothing lines had a little line called Just Do It, right? They wanted you to buy their product. But I'm, I'm talking about faith. You have a problem. You have anguish in your heart. You have resentment against somebody. And you know you need to forgive them. Just do it. Just obey. You have something in your body that you need God to take care of. And you've been struggling with it and fighting with it. And you've gone from doctor to doctor and from psychologist to psychologist and from psychotherapist to psychotherapist. And the, the Lord says, look, I'll, I'll take, come to me, you that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You want peace? You want rest? Just do what he says. Just obey his word and let him reach out and take that load from you. Just do it. Hear what the word of the Lord says. Hear what he says. <clears throat> so the first step is to hear the word of the Lord. Take action. Just do it. The one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres. Remember, I told you about my wife. The first time she asked for healing, it didn't come right away. It took some time. It took perseverance. She wasn't going to give up. And it came. And it's been healed forever. So the one who perseveres, being not a hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. So that's the faith that works, is the one who hears the word and takes action on it. The scripture says, you will be blessed in your doing. You will be blessed in your doing. How many wants to be blessed? I want to be blessed in my doing. There was a man in Safeway down in Tucson, uh, actually Green Valley, Arizona, and he had, man, he had a big tumor on his neck. Lord said, go over and pray for him. So I went over there, and I said, he was like doing what you're doing, writing on something. And I said, sir, can I pray for you? And he said, I, I prayed today. And I said, yes, but the Lord told me to pray for you. And all the checker lines are just right here, you know, people checking out. So I said, yeah, but the Lord told me to pray for you. And he said, well, sure, if the Lord told you. So I reached back and laid my hand right on that lump about the size of a cantaloupe. And I prayed, in the name of Jesus. Now, I'm blessed in the doing, right? I'm blessed because the Lord told me to do it. I'm doing it right in front of everybody there. It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what they think. They don't even know who I am. I'm obedient to the word of the Lord that came to me that told me to go pray for someone that needed prayer. And when I was done praying, I said, thank you. The Lord didn't tell me what else to do. So I took my groceries, marched my little cart out to my truck, put them in there, and went home. But I obeyed the Lord, did what he told me to do. It's not important that I track the results because I'm not the one who gives results. It's him. He provides results. I'm just a vessel. I'm just the one that believes. And he needs you and I just to be the vessel that believes and quit worrying about the results. Right? That's right. It's not about the results. It's about doing what he says to do and obeying what he says to do and then letting him sort out the results. Say, well, this one woman in a nursing home, we were at, she was at the nursing home because she had back trouble. Or the, they call it rehab now. And so she came up at, at the end of our service and to be prayed for. And I said, you know, what's your problem? She said, well, I got a back problem. I said, well, the Lord used me to help heal people with back trouble. She looked at my feet and looked me up, looked me down again, looked me up, and she says, well, I don't think you could do anything. I'm like, you got it. I can't. But you know what? I know somebody who can. And when I prayed for her, in Jesus' name, God healed her back. Not because of me. Not because I can't do the results. It's, I'm not giving results. I'm not healing anything. But I know the one. And when I call on his name, heaven's going to back me up. Pastor, heaven's going to back me up. Heaven's going to back me up. You had a vision for this church. You had a vision for a church and a people. And guess what? Heaven backed you up. Now people are coming. People told you it's not going to work. You said, I've got a vision. I've got a vision and I'm not going to let anything dissuade me. I'm going to keep on going. So that's faith that works, you see. So step number two is to believe the word. Where'd my Bible go? I'm just testing you to see if you're on your mark. All right. Believe the word. Don't thumb through this thing and say, well, I don't believe that. Nah, I don't believe that either. Well, I like that. I mean, this isn't a shopping list. This isn't a Christmas wish list. You believe it all. You want the benefits? How many wants to go to heaven? All right. So we're just going to take it all. You say, well, you know, that's a little stiff. That, that's a little tough right there. Yeah, some of it is a little tough. But if you let he give it to him and say, Lord, help thou my unbelief. Help me. And don't doubt. Don't doubt in your heart. Don't let doubt come in. Don't let doubt come in and say, well, you know, it might have worked for them, but it's not going to work. No, no. We don't have doubt. We believe. We trust in God. We believe. All right? 
So you believe the word. Step number two, you believe the word. Matthew 9, 28, Jesus entered the house. The blind man came up to him, and Jesus said, Now I'm going to have to smoke and go real quick because time's getting away from me. I talk too much. Do you believe that I'm able to do this? Jesus asked them. They said, the blind men said, yes, Lord. He touched their eyes. This is what he said. As your faith is, so be it unto you. He put it right back on them. Now you have to believe the word. As your faith is, so be it unto you. So what does that mean? That means you, when you believe that once you've asked God for something, that it's done, you believe it. You believe that once you've asked, it's in the hands of the Lord. And I'm going to use Karen, I'm sorry, Karen, as an example. She got prayed for, she believed it. Now her next prayers was that I refuse the pain, I refuse the results. I refuse the results. The results mean nothing to her. What her goal was, the pain to be gone. The prayer was done. The faith was done. And the faith reached out and touched God. And in three days, it was done. So, do you believe he's able to do it? Well, you've got to believe the word. Number three, you have to receive the word. You've got to believe the word, but you've got to receive the word. Here is where we've got to act out our faith. So uh, there was a man in, uh, in the beautiful gate. I've been to the beautiful gate, and it's, it's like a two-story gate. And this guy was somewhere in the stairwell of the beautiful gate. Peter and John were going to the hour of prayer, and the man was lame, and Peter looked at him, and he was asking for alms, and Peter said, we don't got any silver and gold to give you, but what we do have, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And the man's looking at him with his little cup. That ain't enough. So with faith, you got to act for it. Can, I, can you help me? You sit there. I'm going to pull you up, okay? You can grab my, grab my hand. And so the lame man's sitting there. You're not lame, but you're pretending, right? So what Peter did is stiffen your arm up because I'm going to jerk you right up here. Okay, you ready? You ready? It's going to be fun like Disneyland. Okay. All right, you ready? It's coming. It's coming. Stiffen that arm up just like that. And Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. The man didn't do nothing. So Peter reached down and grabbed him just like that. <laughs> and when he grabbed him, the man, then the healing came after he did the work. Yeah. So if you read your scripture, you'll find these things. It's in there. It's all in there. So we read the scripture and we find out that we have to receive the word, believe the word, and act on the word. We've got to act on the word. I mean, I can't just come up, you know, the Lord says, I'm going to give you the Holy Ghost. We come up here and go, I believe. I'm believing. He said, lift your hands up. Worship me. Praise me. 
call upon my name. Right? That's acting your faith out. Right? You say, well, I've, you know, I'm sick. I've got a problem. I've, I've been afflicted. There's things that have bothered me. And I, I'm just, you know, I'm in pain. I've got this pain. Are you tired of it yet? You take that faith that God gave you, that precious faith. I feel the presence of the Lord here. You take that faith. And you believe. And you trust. And God is going to do a great work. Would you stand? Would you stand right here and hold my hand? Lord Jesus, I thank you for your power. I thank you for your strength and your might and your great spirit. I thank you for the Holy Spirit of God on our sister here. You know she struggled, Lord. You know all about it. But right now, Lord Jesus, by faith, we take action now. We believe now, Lord Jesus, you're doing a special work for our sister, our beloved sister, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus. I need some faith warriors with me right now. Let's call out on the name of Jesus. Let's stand and call out on his name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Call out on his name. That's it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. I thank you, Lord, for your healing virtue. I thank you for your spirit. I thank you for your might. I thank you for your power. In Jesus' name, you leave it up to him. You leave it up to him. You put it in his hands. It's not yours anymore. He's taking it. Amen. Let's praise the Lord right now together. Thank you, Jesus. All right. We got, can I go get to the last two steps? Next step, confess the word. Stay standing. We're going to go quick. Confess the word. I believe God's healed me. I believe God's going to fill me. I believe God's going to take my arthritis away, my pain away. I believe it. I believe it. Confess that word. Jesus said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Now what he told them in another place was speak to the mountain. Speak to the pain. Speak to the tormenting spirit. Get thee behind me. Get behind me. He didn't say complain about the pain. He didn't say complain about the mountain. He didn't say complain about the affliction. <clears throat> he said, speak to it. I command you to get behind me. Now, this is a scripture that's based, and I wish I had more time, in Joel chapter 2, verse 28, that in the last days he's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh, and his sons and his daughters will prophesy. Now, let me tell you how to do this. This is how you do it. You speak to that mountain and you command it to leave in the name of the Lord Jesus. That is a spirit of prophecy. Just like Ezekiel with the valley of dry bones, he, the Lord said prophesy to the bones. He said, what am I going to say to them? 
He said, you tell them. You speak to the north wind. North wind, blow upon those bones. South wind, blow upon those bones. East wind, blow upon those. The Lord told him what to say. So when you speak to these things, you say, north wind, I want you to blow this pain away. South wind, I want you to blow the pain away. East wind, I want you to blow the pain away. West wind, I want you to blow the pain away. In Jesus' name, be gone. You say, well, what happens if I feel it again? Don't be doubting. You trust God, and you'd say it again. You say it until the victory arrives. You say it until the dance comes. You say it until the power comes. You say it until the pain leaves and the symptoms are gone. You say it over and over. That's what you call perseverance. Amen. That's how you get stuff done by faith. Amen. You can start singing. I'm just going to keep I got one more. Go ahead. Then you got to possess the word. That means you got to get it down into yourself. And he said, he said to them, I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven. What's important about that is everything the devil tries to get involved in our world in is defeated already. Jesus said, I already saw him fall. I already saw him defeated. And you could say, this arthritis is defeated. This depression is defeated. This torment and this trial that I'm going through, that I think about this certain thing all the time after time, day after day, it's tormenting me. I bind it and I tell it to go in the name of Jesus. You know how I learned that? Because I've been through it. That's how I learned to pray that way. Because I've been through it. And I've cried out to God. I need you, Jesus. I need your help. Bind this thing and get it out of my life. So that's work in faith. That's work in faith. That's what makes faith work. Behold, Jesus said, I give you authority. Now, be careful how you use it. Be really careful. Because he's given you power over the enemy, and nothing will injure you. So he's given us power and authority. His word says it. You possess that word. You take the word of God, and you believe every scripture. You guys can start playing. It's fine with me. <laughs> you possess the scripture. You love that scripture. You read it out loud. You pray it out loud. You proclaim it out loud. You trust him out loud. This is what makes faith work. This is how you win the battle. This is how you overcome. This is how you gain on it. This is how you become victorious. This is how you gain strength. You don't let the devil beat us down. Gain strength. Take the word. And you take that word, and this word's powerful. Let me tell you how powerful it is. I had, there was a demon that woke me up one night, staring at me on my bed. Ugly-looking demon. I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, but it didn't sound that way. I, I, like, I was so scared, my throat clamped up, and I sounded like a 12-year-old girl. I was like, in the name of Jesus! <laughs> Literally how it sounded. Get out of here! And that demon, let me tell you what happened. That demon growled. Ugh. 
and went through the wall. Out he went. So I thought about that for about three decades. I'm a slow starter. About three decades later, it dawned on me. We have power in the name of Jesus that if we will call upon his name and we will use his name, there isn't an enemy. There isn't an enemy that has power over us because there was somebody standing with me that night, Jesus Christ. And that demon knew that if I called on that name, that demon was in big trouble and out he went. Not me screaming like a girl, right? It was Jesus backing me up. And you know what he wants to do for you? He wants to back you up. He wants to, he wants to be there for you. Whatever your issue is, I want you to come down here. And if you've got, and you, you may not have one immediately. If you know of somebody with one, come down here. I'm going to pray over you before we go have food. Because Lord knows I'm not stepping between you and the food. <coughs> I want you to come down here because I'm going to pray. I want you to act out your faith. Act out your faith. Bring your faith down here. Bring your faith down here. Make that faith work. Bring that faith down here. Yeah, it's okay. Thank you, Jesus. Sing it. 